Today's special can edition of the Digiday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Vivo, the leading provider of premium music videos. I'm sure you know Vivo. Did you know that content has never been more important and powerful to audiences and brands alike? As a modern-day content network, Vivo is home to the most coveted premium music video catalog starring the world's biggest celebrities and pop culture icons from the last 50 years. The cultural continuum of music videos spans generation, is perpetually relevant, and continues to evolve with audiences. With 924 million monthly global viewers, Vivo is unique in its ability to provide brands unparalleled scale against hard-to-reach audiences within a, yes, brand-safe environment. This is an issue that is coming up quite a bit in Cannes this year. Visit vivo.com slash advertising to learn more. Welcome to the Digiday Podcast Can Edition here in lovely apartment in uh, in Can on the Riviera. And to kick things off, I'm going to be joined today by Dominique Delport. Dominique, welcome. Hi, Brian. Okay, so it's early in the week, so everyone is vibrant. Everyone's you know bushy-tailed. Um, you know, Vice is is at an interesting um, point right now. Right. Um, so, what's the sort of message overall? Is this like kind of a new Vice message that um, you guys are are talking about this week? Usually, when I when I tweet, when I share on social, it's all about hashtag Vice is back, and I I just think that our main motto during that week is the world is young, and it's not that the world is broken or the world is uh, totally disrupted. It's just an influx. And if you want to understand what's going on, it's a lot of discussion with clients around Gen Z and how different they are from the millennials and what you need to... Wait, you guys are Gen Z now? No, it's... Okay. I mean, we are we, we, on Snap, on, on this platform. Yes, it's 15 to 20 years old people that are following Vice that probably don't know the Vice story. They even don't remember that it was a magazine in Montreal 25 years ago. Right. And it's not important. What is important is to be relevant to these young audiences that just wants to fix the system. They are activists. They have really, uh, I, I would say, much more optimistic take on the world. And we just need to mirror that and listen to them and deliver for them to empower them. And I, I do feel that, yes, of course, we've got uh, now three generations of people that grew up with Vice. And uh, the ability to be relevant for each of these uh, uh, audiences is uh, what we do. Mm. But So still a youth brand? Still a youth brand. People who have that feeling that... Um, you can't just tell the stories that everyone else is telling, but you need to find these untold stories, whether it's news, whether it's on digital, whether it's movies or documentaries, like the Fire Festival story that we we, we, yeah. we, we broke and, and delivered on Netflix, um, or uh, for brands with our creative branch, Virtue, that is now delivering for many brands all over the world as a global network in, in 25 countries. So I, I, I do feel that... We, we had a briefing every morning. We have an early briefing with, with the team uh, that are here in Cannes and say, hey, um, it's all about building relationships. And it's all also about updating people about what Vice is doing. And one, one number that always fascinated me, we produce every day 
1,500 pieces of content in 25 languages. Okay, that's a lot. Arabic, Hindi, Indonesian. Does that include Mandarin. licensing? No, no, no. Deals? It's original okay. content. It's not translated. Original okay. content from original team on the ground. And I do feel that the only way to be relevant for young audiences is just to culturally be relevant. So it has to come from the ground. And right. I do feel that there are not so many media companies that are, one, focusing on global use, and two, have that spread and that local presence as well. So uh, Vice has different leadership under Nancy uh, Dubok. Um, how, explain the changes, because I mean, they, they, they come like here and there, but like what's the overall changes that have been taking place organizationally? I think that you're as strong as your weakest link. And I feel that it was beyond the cultural change just to fix what was uh, wrong. I think that it was building a stronger vice, uh, probably a clearer, because we, we are such a, even if we are only a 2,500 people company in, in, in 35 countries, we are still <laughs> complex. No, I mean, we're not yeah. th that no, giant, understand. you know, we're not Condé Nast, we're not, uh, 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 we're not Disney and so on. But uh, it's true that we've got five business lines. And for people to understand that we have five different business lines because Shane has diversified the company with, yeah. again, it was paper, it becomes digital globally, and that's really the core of what we do, but we're not just but a digital media published. Yeah, I mean, right? the digital media business, which has a lot of headwinds, as you know, with the Google and Facebook and Amazon eating the lunch of every uh, single digital media publisher, is less than 30% of our business. So then you've got Vice News, then you've got Vice Studio, then you've got uh, 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 Vice TV, Viceland, and then Virtue. So these five business lines have been under Nancy's incredibly well-oiled and structured and professionalize just to have that consistent and, and professional approach for our audiences that needs to feel that we are always uh, uh, at our best in, in the stories we are delivering, in the, the cause we, we champion. We champion in Europe, in the UK, for instance, uh, the Unfollow Me campaign for uh, the woman that was stalked by ex-boyfriend and how mm -hmm. we could change the law. Uh, we are following that global use in, in Europe that uh, every Friday with Greta Thunberg, uh, we're you know, doing that school strike and literally being at the, uh, in the middle of that group and, and following their, their path that leads to a 1.6 million uh, global happening. And so just trying to understand again in, in every piece of content we do, what we can bring as a fresh take on uh, the, the, these topics. But, but also, I do feel, because nothing is staged, we're listening to everyone, we're talking with everyone. So not having an agenda, but having a strong point of view. So as, as, the, as, the, as the chief revenue officer, what are the growth areas right now? I mean, because I mean, you mentioned like Google and Facebook, and you guys are playing in, in, in mostly in a different Different game, really, Absolutely. altogether. But where are you seeing? I mean, we're seeing other people go towards subscriptions. You guys are not going no. to subscriptions. Where's the growth? I mean, I still believe that the media business is a great business and digital advertising is a great business. Selling to be. ads, still a good business. Yeah, when you have engagement and trust, definitely. And this is one thing that probably um, characterizes why we need Vice is because 83 people of the people who watch Vice trust us. And they follow us because there is that level of loyalty. They're engaged with us. They're spending more time than uh, the, the competition on our platforms. And, and that is really something that brand starts looking at. The reach, okay, th that's done. 
Facebook, Google, yeah. done. Is it enough when you have a message you want to come across? So I do feel that engagement, and that's why we are starting to build with others' peers and, and Tubular, for instance, a kind of global engagement score, because we feel that this is a metric that still needs to be refined, and, and, and uh, we, are, uh, we keep evangelizing yeah. our troops around that. It's going to take time. I mean, measurement has always been the Internet's Achilles heel. I mean, it was the thing that was promised that was going to be great, and then it, it still goes down yeah, to that, That's why we took that sense during the news front and say, hey, guys, you know, let's... Uh, kind of cut the bullshit and this is RIP the traffic, audience. traffic assignment. Exactly. And, and we had that <laughs> kind of discussion you. on Twitter. Say, hey, I want to see the numbers. Say, yeah, you know what we did? We took well, the, I was in the, Japan and the, the Google and Analytics the, team. The Vice Japan, um, <laughs> I forget the gentleman's name, but he had some tremendous number that I think was like, it was like half billion. I was like, why not a billion? <laughs> no, it's 300 million globally. Okay. 100 in the US, 100 in Europe. And then we've got the other region. And how did we build that DDoP uh, 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 audience is with the Facebook uh, uh, Insight team, the Google Analytics team, the Snap team, just to be sure that we could pixel and, and, and track everything and deduplicate everything. Yes, mm -hmm. but it's every But month. it's not enough. Reach is not enough now. No, um, and, and it's certainly not the game we want to be in. You need the scale, of course, but you need the engagement. Engagement comes with quality content. That's so this is about, what we do. So how about the agency business? I mean, because you came from a, it's interesting because I think of Havas with, with Vivendi and it's sort of going in the opposite direction than Vice in some ways, right? I mean, Vice publisher attaching Moving an agency. agency yeah. Yes, true. What's the opportunity with, you know, with Vice as an agency business with Virtue? I think that the, the smart move two years ago was to build a standalone proposal with Virtue. So Virtue for years has been a kind of back office, creative and content back office of Vice. Now we say, hey, instead of still looking at the media dollars and having some professional services attached to it, let's try to build a reputation around creative excellence. This is what the guys have done beautifully. Um, the campaign, the level of campaign. Um, so compete with, with the kind of agencies that have assets? Absolutely. Uh, but the, compete with the hot shop of the industry. And, and yes, sometimes it's Droga and BBH and, and all these beautiful uh, agency that that's virtue co compete with. And uh, I think that it's try to create the best of two worlds. So very creative upshot, but with a global reach. So literally, we are in 35 countries for virtue. In 25 countries, we have virtue rep and virtue ability to, to, to deal with market uh, uh, implementation. On top of that, because it's born from Vice, we get fantastic insights because every day we're talking to our audience. Mm -hmm. We have world-class production companies like Pulse doing TV series for Netflix or Sky and HBO or Beyonce Lemonade or many other things uh, at the same time. So is that the studio's business? That. No, that the no. production okay. business for, for Virtue. So Virtue can tap into these production uh, capabilities across the globe. And, uh, and of course, having a, a, a range of distribution partners, all the platform we deal with on Vice that um, Virtue is, is close to. So I, I do feel that, and again, we, we, it's not a one billion company, but Virtue is clearly one of the growth engines for the group, mm -hmm. like Vice Studio. And um, we're we having a fantastic momentum. 33 clients won 
just in, in 1819 yeah. and big brands that uh, we are structuring globally to serve them better because again, mm -hmm. you're as strong as your weakest link. So we need to show that consistency. I want to take a quick break here. If you're like me, you're probably looking for one place where you can watch the latest Taylor Swift music video and you can reminisce with your favorite Aerosmith video. That's why you'll want to go to Vivo. Vivo is the leading provider of premium music videos. Visit vivo.com slash advertising to learn more about how your brand can harness the power of music videos. Now back to the episode. So explain the studios business and, and the opportunities. So stu there. studios started again two, three years ago um, with short slate, you know, few movies a year. And then as as long as all the platform we're, we're, we're building up, the Netflix, the Amazon of the world, we start to say, hey, uh, you can, of course, produce documentary or produce movie for theatrical release, like we did with The Beach Bomb from Harmony yeah. Corrine with Matthew McConaughey, or we're going to do that with The Mountain, with Jeff Goldblum, or selling directly to the platform. That's exactly what we did. The third movie we had at Sundance this year was The Report, uh, which is a Scott Burns movie uh, produced by, with a cast of John Hamm, Annette Bening, and uh, uh, Adam Driver about the conspiracy and controversy theory at the CIA post 9-11 mm -hmm. with torture, you remember, uh, and the Guantanamo issue and so on. Very classic facted movie beautifully done yeah. and crafted and um, and um, there was a bidding war at Sundance and Amazon uh, bought uh, the okay, movie this is the that, real classic studio absolutely, business absolutely but you you must also be licensing to all these platforms these streaming platforms yes and, and as you know and um, it's probably something that uh, people don't really understand but with the, the TV business the TV business across the world that enable us to produce 250 hours a year of original content, evergreen content that we distribute mm -hmm. globally. So when we announced one year ago with Channel 4 that big OTT deal for their uh, uh, avod platform, uh, all four, there was 900 hours of Vice content that is now available on the Channel 4 mm -hmm. OTT platform. And it was the first time they were partnering with an, an external uh, provider of content and uh, with, with great success and shared success. And so I do feel that the beauty of our model is we produce 100% of what we distribute and we own 100% of the IP. IP. And, and so you can exactly. resell it in different ways. Exactly. And, and, and again, producing content that is relevant, but that can also last few years so enable us to have that kind of uh, spread uh, in every platform and today everyone wants content especially free-to-air television they mm -hmm. need to move OTT they don't have the content to attract younger audiences it's a huge opportunity for us so that studio business or the distribution business around I would say features mm -hmm. film documentaries and so on is, is a great business to be. So how about news? Is news a good business to be in these days when, when no yeah. advertiser wants to be near? All the news is bad. So first, I do feel that, um, I mean, the situation in the, in, in the US is, is quite spectacular because yes, news is so polarized. That <laughs> spectacular is one way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, really. Yeah, you, watch, <laughs> you watch Fox News and then you watch MSNBC and you, you have the feeling that you yeah. don't live in the same country. Um, I do feel though that, and you, we saw that with the last election in the US, and uh, the last election in Europe, uh, a growing uh, implication of these younger audiences and the mm -hmm. first voting people uh, will be very interesting to, to follow uh, for 2020. So I do feel that people like news. 
they just want news to be uh, presented but in a different make, way. Can you make money off it? Like, yes, sure. I mean, and, and that's what Vice News has, has, has built globally. So we had that uh, partnership with HBO uh, and we announced that that partnership uh, w it will not be renewed. So right. Vice News will find another uh, But it's going to find place. A yes. another home. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not going We can't away. announce it. Oh, no. Of course not. It's the first newscast for young audience in, in the US. Most awarded, I mean, dozens of Emmy Awards and, and, uh, and Peabody. No, it's a, it's a fantastic team that is working every day to produce that 30-minute segment. And, uh, but also we are spreading this content across all our digital platform. And we need more Vice News, not less. In a, in a world of fakery, and, 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 and we know that there is some issues around how news are delivered globally on this platform. You need more trusted journalists. You need more double-checked sources. Mm -hmm. you, you need that quality uh, of uh, uh, video content to keep... Uh, teaching, sharing, empowering these audiences about the real issue of the world. And, and I do feel that, again, when you watch Vice News, we talk to everyone, both sides. Yeah. And it's a thin line. It, it's, it's not easy. But I remember, you know, that documentary about that, uh, the, the Afro-American fan of Trump or the QAnon evangelical or, you know, just talking to every group just to try to build a community mm. beyond that kind of polarization. So final issue, because I know you touched on it, and, and I think in Canada it probably should be a bigger issue, which is advertisers staying away from news um, in, the, in the name of brand safety, because um, it's, a, it's an issue that, that has come up quite a bit, and the publishers that I've talked to in, you know, everyone wants to be in quote-unquote brand safe environments, but a lot of times that it's it's done in a very blunt way, yeah. um, and it is really leading probably to news being a luxury good if it's just all subscription. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there was that famous quote from Scott Galloway from NYU: "Well, advertising is going to be a tax for the poor." You know, yeah. like the only people that can get content with advertising are the people that can't afford to pay for content, and that's an issue. And we are definitely uh, uh, in a business that is. Uh, mainstream for everyone and everyone should have access to these uh, news. I, I do feel though that brand without purpose will suffer and brand needs to be more and more meaningful and we saw more brands coming into the political field not to take uh, a, a side but to take a stand and say right. hey guys go vote and the Levi's and the Beats and all these brands that communicate around the election process just to help people or motivate people to show up and vote. I, I do feel that it's totally compatible to have a brand associated with a moment of big debate, again, taking a stand without taking a side. And this is what we do and this is what we want brand to do more because I think it's it's right for them and we saw that on codes like global climate or the LGBTQ recognition mm. and so on and so on. And every time we do that, I think that we move the agenda forward, we, we push society positively and this is what audience wants from us. Okay, so final thing, you've come to Cannes many years, right? How many years? Is it? I don't know, 15? 15. 15, okay, so some can newcomers out there what's your what's your one go-to tip for a can newcomer i mean i i do feel that um we are newcomer as well uh, because i think that the value proposition that vice has is is quite different from the way uh, people probably understand 
our group and uh, and our talent. Um, on the newcomer, I'm I'm fascinated by what's coming from from China, and um, the Biden story is just an amazing story. Mm-hmm. There are more AI engineer in Biden that own that TikTok yeah. than in Google, and it's fascinating to see how these company are literally um, now. It's the the wave of uh, conquering the world with with apps that are incredibly modern video first of course mobile first and uh, uh, more than one billion download uh, this year so are you guys doing anything t- on tiktok yet? i mean it's it's uh, it's it's clearly um uh, it's not monetized yet as yeah. you know uh, but it's just a platform where we have to be uh, just to understand uh, our audience better it's clearly the younger part of the audience not not the the 40s 50s uh, but it's uh, it's uh, i think a, a great platform to understand and it's also a great way to understand what's coming from China, which is social commerce, which is that kind of one click through from content to sales. And for every marketeer that is looking at digital as uh, a comms channel that becomes a commercial channel, this is the the next five to 10 years will be around that. And I do feel that when you have strong community engaged with your brand or with your platform, it's it's a very logical move. Okay, Dominic, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode.